Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today is episode 25 and we're going to be talking about digital decluttering. As part of our series for November, as in let's say no to things like physical clutter, digital clutter, and next week, emotional clutter with a special guest. That's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So here's the deal. The month of February, I'm going to be doing a huge, massive every week podcast, digging deep into how to digitally declutter. That's going to be in February. The reason we're going to do that in February is the second Monday in February is National Clean Your Computer Day. Prior to that, we're going to clean your physical space. So November has been all about no. December is going to be all about dealing with stress at the holidays. How can you stay productive while juggling 10,000 things? It's going to be super fun. And then in January, we're going to talk about your physical space and setting it up that's best for you. And then that's going to so apply to digital. You're going to be completely mind blown. It's awesome. So get ready. We've got a couple of great months coming ahead. And of course, we've had a whole bunch prior to this. So if you haven't listened back, you might want to know something about your productivity style. I did a whole bunch of those. A series of six of them sort of over the summer. There were some in between because I did things like learn how to surf at age 53. Crazy. Anyway, we will never digitally declutter if I don't declutter this whole little intro thing. So let's move on. So 10,000 foot view, remembering that we're going to have a whole bunch of this amazingness in the month of February. So why is it important to think about your digital Guessing your cyberspace is way more crowded than you realize. Why? Well, we have so much cyberspace, right? It's cyber. That's not real that we don't think about what we keep. So we just kind of keep everything, right? Can you just sort of imagine this, right? And I'm going to be quite honest and tell you, if I told you how many photos are on my phone, you would be appalled. Now, they are backed up into the cloud on iCloud, but I'm realizing my phone is just not working right now very well. And I'm sure it's partly because there's just too much stinking data in that phone, right? So I've got to delete a whole bunch of photographs. And by the way, when I said too many photographs, I really want you to understand, I feel your pain. I have over 20,000 photographs on my phone. I shouldn't even admit that. I'm an organizer and I have that many photos. And it's funny because I've decided I'm going to take the last two weeks of December and I'm going to hardcore clean out photos, get all that organized, and, you know, 
maybe I'll run some kind of fun challenge around that and we can all do it together. Wouldn't that be awesome? I just, just love that right now. All right. So when you're not making choices about what you keep and what you get rid of, you're affecting two things. You're affecting your mindset and how you feel about stuff. So when you're trying to go search through your photos, you can't find that photo because you've got over 20,000 of them. And you're affecting your cybersecurity. And you're probably going to be a little iffy on the cybersecurity part, but just hang with me. Why do we save things? We save them because we feel like we need to be safe. Let's just be safe and keep this just in case we need it. But what often happens is we can't find it easily again because there's so much on any of our devices, or it becomes obsolete before we actually need it again. Here's the danger piece. We don't update our apps and we don't delete our data. Then it's unmanageable and we might be leaving ourselves open to digital attack. And by the way, I'm going to have an awesome person on about cyber risk in February, but I'm just going to give you a few little pointers here. We save so much, we can't find it and we'll never be able to find it again, or we're not likely to find it again. In fact, 80% of what corporations save is never referred to again. So in case you're ready to start now and not wait until February and start reducing some of this, these issues, you can start to digitally declutter now with one caveat. Before you declutter, you absolutely positively should make a backup file. Um, use an external hard drive. Mine has four terabytes. I can actually, uh, yep, this is the one terabyte. Uh, I have a one terabyte and four terabyte. The one terabyte is all my financial stuff. And the four terabyte is all that excess stuff, old client files, archives, et cetera. Photos, more photos. A four terabyte hard drive is about $100. It's a great investment. It's really amazing to know you've got something backed up somewhere else. The only time that's a major, major issue would be in case of a fire. So you do want to have things stored on the cloud as well. And we'll get to that. So if you're going to get into your computer, you've made your backup file, you want to have a game plan for your document management system. So you want to think about how do you want your filing system to look and work? Do you want it to match what you've got as your paper filing system? You might. What challenges do you think you're going to face as you're getting into it? Like, uh, are you going to have challenges around finding the data again or who's going to be managing the data, et cetera? So just keep those things in mind and then you're going to implement that system. You'll probably tweak it along the way. I know I have. And then you're going to sustain your success by staying with it. So that might mean that you're looking through your digital files at the end of each week at the same time as you clear off your desk. You can delete your temporary files. You can empty your recycle bin on your hard drive. Those are pretty easy, quick fixes to freeing up a little space. I am not going to get into a long-winded thing about all the things you can do. I can just tell you that's going to be an entire segment in February because I have a whole ton of information on that. When you look at your desktop, think in terms of it like your desk. You want it to keep it super uncluttered. On my desktop, I only have the icons for my various programs, and then I have um, sort of working folders. So it might be an in-progress or a done folder. I tend to really more have like a to-be-filed folder and not much else as any kind of folder on my desktop because I don't like looking at the craziness. And I have this really beautiful nature scene they change on my laptop I'd much rather look at a nature scene than a bunch of files that just make me feel overwhelmed and like I haven't decluttered so if you're going through this 
and you're, say, going to clean out a section of your computer, you want to group things, compare them, and then check them. So you might want to search by your creation date, a date taken, like a date taken of a photograph, uh, the size of it, and, and you want to categorize no matter what. You want to really get things into categories. So that might be marketing, accounting and finance, legal, admin, et cetera. Those are sort of broad-based categories. You're going to want to look into online storage options. There are three that are out there. Again, I'm just going to do an overview. Dropbox, Google Drive, and Microsoft OneDrive. They each have pluses and minuses. There's some fantastic articles on this. I will drop one in the show notes so that you can read it yourself. Just know that I personally use Dropbox, and I pay for it. And I think it is $10 a month. I have clients. I need to keep their data secure by using Dropbox. I know I'm doing that. And... I don't have my data being out there sold anywhere. So here's the first giant myth that you can have anything for free. Okay. If you're storing your data for free, you are at risk that your data could be being sold in some way. So that is why I use Dropbox. Research, figure out your own thing. Hang tight till February if you want to hear a big in detailed uh, commentary about Dropbox versus Google Drive or Microsoft OneDrive, just know it's better that you have something stored in the cloud than not at all. Why am I saying this? I am going to say it was eight years ago. There was a giant ice storm on the East Coast in March, and we were completely shut down. I couldn't do anything in my home office. I had to take my laptop somewhere else because all my files are on Dropbox. I didn't have to shut down my business. Now, I did have to move my business to Starbucks or somewhere where I could get electricity. But the fact is, my business didn't shut down. That is the A number one reason you want to have things stored in the cloud safely and securely. Okay, so let's talk about cleaning your phone because this is like the digital arch nemesis of most folks. I don't know about you. I have way too many apps. I've been on a little bit of a tear deleting them. So there was a study done by the Kaspersky Security Network. And this is what they said. 13% of people never delete anything. 32% delete only when they run out of space. And about 60%, this is frightening, have their passwords, financial and payment information, and or scans of critical documents. And by critical, I mean things like passports, their driver license, and insurance stored on their devices. All I can say is, oh boy, check and make sure that that stuff is secure because that is not necessarily a good thing to be saving randomly on your phone. So uh, have passwords on your phone, have the thumbprint thing that allows you to open your phone. I think some even now have technology where it, it recognizes your face. I'm still on the old iPhone 7, so I'm a little behind on some of this digital stuff. My husband has the 11, of course. Or maybe he has the X. I'm not sure. Either way, he has a much nicer, newer phone, and uh, he has some of those really awesome features. Cleaning your inbox. There are several softwares out there you can use to help you unsubscribe and get your data organized on your inbox. I will simply say I use Maelstrom, and I pay for it. Once again, free isn't free. If you are using a free unsubscription service, you will quickly discover that they are selling your email address elsewhere. So that just means you're 
inbox is going to get cluttered again. So I use Maelstrom, M-A-I-L-S-T-R-O-M. I will put a link below. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get anything for this other than I love the product. So I'm totally begging you for $50 a year, I can manage my inboxes. And I think I can manage up to five of them. And I definitely do have more than one inbox. So it is really a worthwhile thing to do. Okay, let's see what is next. Oh, create folders and set automations. So you might set an automation where every time something comes in that has the word unsubscribe in it, that's pretty likely to be an easing and you would put that in an easing folder. Then you can read those when it's convenient or maybe make it easier to delete them. But I write an easing, so save it there. That'd be great. That's just one example of the many ways you could organize your folders within your email. And the final one, the one that has everybody so wrapped up. And I dare any of you to actually say that your kids are on social media more than you are. I'm betting if you're anything like me, you're on social media a ton. In fact, 90% of employees admit they check social media during the workday. And on average, wait to hear this, this, this knocked my socks off, but I'm sure it's true. On the average, people in the United States check their phones 46 times a day. So if you're going to rethink how you do your social media, uh, you could hire someone to do a lot of it for you, and that would be helpful. But if you're going to do that, you need to be the one responding when people make comments. You really need to check in, say, twice a day for engagement. So you can really set a specific time. By the way, you can do that with email, too. You can actually have an auto response that says, I check email at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. And that way you set the expectations and boundaries for people. Same with social media. Check it twice a day. Just don't let yourself get sucked down in the rabbit hole. So set a timer for 15 minutes. Get in, do what you have to do, respond to people, and get out. And when you really want to completely digitally detox from social media, you can actually remove the apps from your phone. I know people who've done this. They've gone on vacation. They've completely shut them down. I did that when we were on vacation in Europe for two weeks. I just did not do social media. I had some stuff pre-set up to upload so that people thought I was around, but I was not. And I was off, big time off digitally for two weeks. I had... A handful of work things to do, but very few. The biggest was an opportunity to write for a magazine. And I did, in fact, do that from my iPad while we were in a car service going to the Alhambra in Spain. And it was funny. So my husband was like, how are you doing this? And I said, well, I've got my notes feature on iPad. I'm going to type all the notes in. Then I'm going to line up the email so it's ready. When we arrive somewhere that has a Wi-Fi hotspot, I will upload the email and send it out. It's exactly what I did. It meant I had this great opportunity to be in a magazine and I didn't have to take hours and hours of time away from spending time with my family in Europe and being unplugged, which was the goal. So I really recommend that, by the way. Unplug from your, your phone and your technology. We really try to do that on Sundays here. I don't always succeed, but I am a big believer in that. You know, there's a reason people take sabbaticals and there's a reason people honor the Sabbath. And that is because it is a chance to step away from everything we do in the day to day and get quiet, either with ourselves, our friends, our family. It's super important. I can't emphasize it enough. So 
November this week, it's about saying no to something in your digital life. I would absolutely love if you would share what it is with me. Tell me how it goes, whether or not it was really difficult for you. Hey, no judgment. I find it really difficult myself, but I would love, love, love to hear from you. So a couple ways you can reach me. You can go to the contact form, which will pop up on productivitybydesign.com, and you can schedule a 30-minute call with me, or you can send me an email at productivitybydesign1 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if there's other things you'd like to talk about for November, although I think November is pretty much over. We've already recorded next week's amazing secret interview. Shall I, should I tell you? Should I let you in on the secret? The secret is it's Barbara Hemphill. She is the founder of the Productive Environment uh, Institute and Network, which I am a part of as a certified specialist. And she has been out discussing the importance of eliminating emotional clutter. And what we're finding is this wildly resonates with people. So you're going to get to hear her story. You're going to get to hear some how-tos on how to release emotional clutter. And the reason I'm bringing up emotional clutter now at the end and coming out on Thanksgiving Day is part of that is adding in gratitude. So that's one. Think Thanksgiving. And then two, when you release, you make room for more time and more space at the holidays to do what's important to you, for you. So you get super intentional with your time and put boundaries on your time. So in December, that's what this is all going to be about. It's going to be how do you enjoy your holidays with less stress? And stress is part of emotional clutter. So rock on. We're going to do this. You're going to do some digital decluttering this week. Next week, we'll be talking about emotionally decluttering your life. And it's just going to be amazing on every level. So get in touch with me. I'd love to hear. I'm on all kinds of social media. You can find me at Productivity by Design. I'm pretty darn good about getting back to people unless I'm on a digital detox. And I'm not. I will be at Thanksgiving, but I am not right now. So super talking with all of you. And um, I hope this has served you. And I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. In the meantime, I'm wishing you all success. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.